You're listening to Birth Your Online Business, a podcast that will help you birth and expand your business online. I'm your host, Nicole Joy, business mentor, founder of the Online Business School membership, and corporate real estate finance dropout, turned birth doula slash childbirth educator, turned coach for other birth professionals, turned energy healing practitioner, turned business mentor. Yeah, I know. I'm also a mother to three of the most incredible little humans ever. Biased? Yes, of course. I've had three incredibly different and beautiful births, a C-section, a VBAC in the hospital, and then an accidental, unassisted home birth on my bedroom floor. Yeah, I know. I believe that birth is a catalyst for major change in our lives. And I've peeled away layer after layer after layer of conditioning in my life and in my business. The result, massive, rapid expansion beyond what's logical. So join me, let's unschool and rebirth your business. Okay, we have a couple of quick announcements before we get started. I have a little treat for you in today's episode. I hope you love it. But before we move into it, the waitlist is open for Seven Figure Strategy. There's a link in the show notes. You can put your name on the waitlist. You'll be the first to find out when it's open and for registration. And just for being on the waitlist, you'll get a little something special delivered to you via email. Seven Figure Strategy is a 10 to 12 module live program that will guide you through the strategy, the logistics, the how to build your business online and or in person, but you know my jam is online, how to do it in the new paradigm way of life and business. So in the past, I've taught a lot about business strategy and it's been two plus years since I've taught live about business strategy. And I have learned so much and integrated and changed and evolved so much in my business in those two years that this is the next level business strategy discussion. And this is the way that we are going to be building seven-figure businesses in the new paradigm. So again, the link to the waitlist is in the show notes. I can't wait to see you there. Okay. This week's podcast is a little bit different. I really hope you like it. A couple of days ago, I had this urge to do live coaching on Instagram live. And it felt like it would be super fun, a great way to give back, help out. And it went really well. So I did this on the podcast once, like early, early on in the podcast. And I just realized last night that it's been almost three years that I've had a podcast and I don't even know what's happening to the days, the weeks, the years but I did a live coaching session on the podcast a while back and people really, really enjoyed it. And I decided it felt like a good time to bring that back. So I let my email list know first and gave them an opportunity. I asked for volunteers. I sent out an email. Whoever's the first to respond gets a spot. Let's do Instagram live coaching. I have a spot today at 1215. I immediately got a bunch of emails. So I grabbed the first two and we met on Instagram I pulled them on Instagram live with me. So if you wanted to watch the video replay, that is saved on my Instagram feed. But I decided to take the video and turn it into a podcast episode. And I really enjoyed it. The two people who came and joined me really enjoyed it. And so I feel like this might be something that we do regularly because why not? And I feel like even if you're not the one who's sitting on the other side of the phone getting coached with me, 
what I've found in the past is that we often can find something in the message that is for us. And it never really only applies to one person. So in this episode, you're going to hear two different coaching segments. We've trimmed it down so that it doesn't include all of those awkward moments on Instagram Live where you're like waiting for the internet to work properly. And the first that you'll hear coming up is Kate Holden. And Kate, I'll tag her in the show notes. Kate is actually a member of my membership and we had never done a live call So it was really great to actually meet her and talk to her and hear what she's been working with. And so Kate, I'll let you hear the coaching in just a minute, but Kate just returned to work after having a baby. And so we're talking about what it's like and what my advice is on getting back into your work when you're postpartum and when you're ready to take that step, how do you get back into it? So here's the first clip. Hello. Hi. Good to see you. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming. Yes. Thank you so much for the invite. This is wonderful. I'm super excited. Hey, so tell me all the things. What are you working on? How can I help? I need lots of help. (laughs) I'm looking to like expand my virtual doula, like support and console. I worked a little bit. I'm eight weeks postpartum. So before baby, I worked a little bit more on like a program where you get like one-on-one coaching sessions, as well as like a community of people, live Q and A's ask like birth and pregnancy related questions. And I got a few people to sign up and that was awesome, but I'm looking to dive back into that now that I am kind of getting back into work now. And with a new baby, I'd like to do more virtual support. So I don't have to be out of the house as much. So That's what I'm working on a little bit. Awesome. Well, congratulations first. Thank you. So if I understand correctly, the program is, it has a group coaching component and and a private component. Right. Right. And you want to keep it in the same structure? Yeah. I mean, I'm open to suggestions. If you feel that there's a different way that might be a little bit more sustainable, but I do like the one-on-one aspect of it a lot just because I like to connect with people. I think that's a big part of like birth work in general. So the way I had it set up was like two tiers. So you could either have like just the group and like private one-on-ones throughout pregnancy and that's it. And then I had the option to add on um, virtual like doula support for birth itself. And that was like a higher tier. Okay. So if you want to keep the one-on-one and you like the community, the group space, I do. I think it was hard for me because there weren't that many people that signed up at first that like didn't really feel like that community vibe. So if I'm going to offer it, obviously I would like more people just so you get more of that community vibe. I felt like I was kind of like talking to a computer screen a lot (laughs) and that kind of takes the energy away from it a little bit. So I have a couple of things that I'm thinking. So one thing is there could be without overcomplicating it, there could be three layers would be one way you look at this where like layer one is just the community. You could even have like a free layer that's a free, a free community. Okay. That builds the community for people who, if we're talking accessibility, right? So a lot of what I've been teaching about, and you've been there because you've been in my program, some of them. And so I've been teaching a lot about like moving into a new paradigm way of doing life and doing business. And so um, accessibility is something that is really important. And so what if there was a very accessible community feature that perhaps didn't cost anything for people who the cost was a huge issue for them. And then they could move up into another tier, for example, 
And initially I was thinking three, like the group, like the community piece, and then adding on one-on-one. Okay. And, or a layer for birth, because there may be people who don't necessarily want virtual birth support, but they may want virtual doula support throughout pregnancy, more of like a coaching and mentorship. Right, 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 right. Okay. you could play with that and I would check in with yourself because I can give you ideas all day and I, I enjoy giving you ideas and options. Right. But I would check in with myself like, okay, which part of this feels kind of heavy because you are postpartum. You just had a baby eight weeks ago. So being conscious of not getting yourself into a situation where it becomes heavy and it becomes like a lot and really honoring where you're at. I mean, I know yeah. you know this, you know, like honoring where you're at in this phase of your journey too. Right. And then to zoom out a little bit, generally when I was in the energy of something and then something changed in my life and I had to get out of the energy, take a pause, take a break, have a baby, do mom stuff, like whatever it is. When I take a break to get back into it, sometimes for me, I I feel like I, okay, so yeah, here's the analogy I'm going to use. Like, you know, when you walk into your office, let's say you have your office space, you walk in, you turn on the light. You're like, okay, I'm turning on the light. I'm open for business. So something I kind of talked about yesterday, I shared this in some big keys. I think you get the replays to that too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So we talked in a lot greater detail about this, but something I'll do is turn myself back on in the business. So not just flipping the lights and turning them on, but turning myself back on getting myself engaged and back in the energy of the thing. Yeah. Because it's when, when I've taken a break for a while, it feels further away. Like I'm out of the energy of it. Right. And so I get back in the energy of it. So maybe I'll go through the outline or the curriculum or I'll read what people were doing when they were in it, or I'll watch my own videos. If I had like video course that came with it, I just try to submerge myself back into the energy of the container. And then I get all revved up about it again. Yeah. You know, and it, it like refires and reignites something and it turns me back on into it. Yeah, for sure. I think that's really important. The last thing I was thinking too, is earlier you said when you first ran this, when you were pregnant, that you only got two people to sign up. And so something I've been really conscious of is like the language that I use when I'm thinking about this type of people joining programs and things like that. And so getting people to signing up, and this is not like coming at you because this, I think almost all of us have done this, myself included, you know? And so getting to is a very masculine energy way of looking at inviting right. people into a container. And so do we have to get people to do the thing? No. Or can we invite them? Can we attract them? So I would like play with how can I kind of lean back and still make it available, still let them know here's what they can do here. This is really like, to me, this is one of the new paradigm ways of doing business. The stuff that we'll discuss in seven figure strategy, which is really like, instead of that masculine energy, getting people to do a thing, moving into more of a receiving them. Yeah. Attracting them. Right. And what do you think is the best way like to attract people just showing up being the best way to attract people to be the person that you want to attract. The more you be that, and the more you embody that, and the more you on both sides, being the type of person who would want to join the thing, you know, and have a desire to be in the container, but also to realize your power in the experience that they're going to have with you. And the more you step into that and realize how powerful your, your role is for them, the role that you're going to help play in their pregnancy, postpartum, you will attract them. 
and you are right in the thick of it right now because you just had a baby. So this is such a, it's a delicate time. So I'm not like, this is the time to go full speed ahead. Maybe it's not, you know, I started about two weeks ago and I've just gone full force. Like there wasn't like, oh, like wishy-washy, like I was ready for it. So I'm ready to go in full force. (laughs) It feels like this is such a, because you're right in the thick of it. And so talking about, talking about pregnancy, birth, postpartum, all of these things that you're going to be talking about to humans and connecting with them on online, or if you had a private group, the way you, the things you talk about in a private group, it's so potent because you're in it right now. The experiences you're having when you wake up until you go to bed at night, like the things you'll talk about are so natural. And if you allow yourself to just let it flow, that's like, I don't say easy content, but very potent content. Yeah. And that's like where I've been, I feel like my content is like today I did a breastfeeding like real because I was in the thick of that at that moment. I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is like a learning opportunity for other people as well. So I do think it's coming more naturally. I think it was for me a mindset change that in doula work, I try not to overshare my own experiences with birth and pregnancy and stuff like that because I don't want it to be a comparison. So I think for me, I was like, well, I don't want to share too much about myself because I don't want people to like compare themselves to my journey, but I try to like, that they know that this is my journey. That's not necessarily your journey. Like we all are doing different things, but this is what worked for me. I like that you made that shift because a lot of business owners, I feel like don't are are hesitant to share too much of their own stuff for a lot of reasons. And I'm glad you're making that shift because this is such an intimate experience that people are going to go on with you. Like, is there a more intimate time, like in our life? Right. I don't, you know, and so we're inviting them to this private container that's the most intimate thing and virtual. So they don't get to see you, like touch you. Right. So the more they can feel you, I feel like within your boundaries, you know, there's going to be things you just will not share and that's understandable, but the more they can connect with you and connect with your energy and really feel you through the phone or through their computer in your experience is fine because you're presenting it as an option. Right. You're not saying like, this is the way you're saying, this is how I do this. Here's other ways you can do this. Right. And, and that's, that's really like, powerful. Yeah. I agree. That's awesome. Awesome tips. Yeah. <laughs> Any other question you want to ask? No, I think I'm just trying to wrap my mind around, like, I always have a thousand ideas and I'm like, I want to do them all right now. So I was working on like the virtual dual support. I haven't really like jumped back into that so much because I was offering like a mini course. So I'm trying to figure out like, which one do I put first, you know, because I have too many ideas that I want to move forward on. I actually love having a lot of ideas and I feel like that's an entrepreneur's tagline is like, I have too many ideas. Right. (laughs) I mean, the good thing about that is you'll never be bored. There's always something that you'll move into, that you'll migrate into, that you'll add. Like there's always something coming. And the more you create and allow things, the more you birth these things in your business, the more space you create for the next thing and the next thing. And more is just going to keep coming. So if you have an idea list, it's not like that is your list, period. That's your list for like right now. And I bet by tomorrow, next week, next month, there's going to be more on the list. Yeah. My advice there is which one feels the most like, Hmm. like the most exciting when you look at the list and you're like mini course, virtual support, or any of the other options. When you look at it, you're like, Ooh, that one like really ignites me right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Cause I think the mini course right now is like, what is igniting me? 
like from a financial standpoint, probably like the virtual dual support would be more of a good financial idea, but that doesn't mean I can't make the mini course a good financial idea as well. Yeah, that's right. And I probably wouldn't lead with what I think has the most financial potential. Right. You know, because taking on too many virtual clients right now too, like while you're postpartum could be a lot. So I like the mini course for the season of life you're in, especially. And I, you know, I would be cautious of limiting it with financial projections, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the course. So would the course be part of the program, the program we talked about, or that's separate? Um, It would be separate, but I mean, we could offer it as like a bonus as well with like different tiers. So that's why like in my mind, I'm thinking, the mini course might be the best way to go offer the mini course and then add that as like a bonus later on into one of the layers or the tiers with the virtual support. Is the course already recorded or it, it's, it is not yet. Okay. Would it be pre-recorded like by yourself or live? Um, I was hoping to pre-record it just because I'm looking for like other passive income sources right now, just because I don't feel that I can offer myself too, too much. Like I already have in-person doula support that I'm doing. And so I was hoping to just pre-record it. I already have like a free offering that I'm doing with it next week, a very limited version of what's going to be offered in the mini course. So that's like my plan right now. I love it. And I feel like it's a great way to take people on a journey with you. You have a free thing that's accessible and then you could present, if you decided to have a free community, you could say, that point, what are your options? Here's your options. You can join my free community. If you still, you know, are in a financial, you know, have very serious financial um, constraints at the moment, or you could move on to my full course. And this is how you do that. You signed up here, or um, I'm going to be opening this other thing down the road. If you know, you're going to come to that, here's where you can kind of get on the wait list or sign up for early access. If you're not sure, try this, you know, you can give them options. Yeah. I love that. And then you can go through and teach the course, provide the self-paced course. And as people are moving through it, um, you can also begin to introduce the community program. You right. know, here's a community program. Yeah, I really love that. I also kind of feel like it could be cool to have a sort of graphic, either uh, IG post size or like story size. That's basically like option one, this, option two, this, option three. So it's just like very basic. I think for a long time, a lot of us were told that you really shouldn't be offering multiple things at once because you'll confuse people. And I just don't believe that's the, I think people are actually pretty smart and we can figure out what's best for us if we know the options. Like we might have questions and I always welcome questions because it helps me know what to add to the frequently asked questions pages. Right. Um, And I want people to have information, whatever information they need. Yeah. But I feel like presenting them with options empowers them to make their best decision. Yeah, just like I, pre-proper birth. Right. And not like narrowing it, like almost forcing people into the op- the one option. Like at least they have multiple options and they can choose what's best for them at the moment, what aligns best with them. Yeah. And one of those options could very well be just complete private support. Because I'd imagine that there's going to be people in our communities who just don't want to be in a group and they don't want to share things publicly and they just want completely private. And you may or may not have the capacity for that right now, given you know your season of life. But if you have like one spot, you could open one. Right. If you have none yet, you could say, I have one spot opening in whatever. 
And I like that too, because then you can get like reviews and feedback from people. So when you launch like that more virtual, the virtual options, then you have like people's feedback and you can market with like their reviews. So I like that idea a lot. I love reviews. I love testimonials. I love reviews because it feels like, I mean, I like reading other people's reviews on Amazon, you know, when I'm ordering tennis shoes for my kid. Like I like to see what other people have to say about a thing. It's not always going to be the thing that is the deciding factor, but sometimes it's really helpful. Like, Oh, this particular shoe fits really big. Okay. So now I need to size down. And so I feel like it's just really, it is, it's very helpful. It's adding to your social proof. And a little tip when I get a review, whether it's somebody emailing me or writing me on Instagram or wherever they share the review in the groups, I'll screenshot it and email it to myself. And I have like a folder that I save them on and I name them because otherwise they just all get lost in the shuffle. Right. So I save all my testimonials and reviews. Like I'm about to start sharing the seven figure keys one soon because I've been collecting them. And you'll see an example. Yeah. I love that. All really great ideas. Hey. Me so much. So thank you for this. This was amazing. You're welcome. I'm so glad you liked it. Watch everybody else's too and get some feedback from that. You know, always learn new things from other people. So good. Okay. So I'll see you in the program because you're still part yeah. of the program. Awesome. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Good luck. Thanks. Okay. And now it's time for the second clip. And so the second clip, what, who you'll hear from is Lauren. Lauren is Peacefully Bliss Birthing Services, I believe. And I will find her Instagram handle and tag her in the show notes as well. So Lauren's question, Lauren's very early on in her business. So if you're brand, brand new, or if um, you are having a little bit of hesitation on taking the next step, Lauren's coaching session might be really helpful for you. So we went from having a conversation about these very early stage decisions to really, when I zoom out and think about what we were talking about, it's building her legacy. It's thinking bigger and thinking about the big picture and how to pave the way, even when you're early, early on in building your business, building in such a way that you're building for your legacy. And that's really what I saw in Lauren. So without further ado, here's Lauren's session. Hey, Lauren, right? Yes. Lauren. Yeah. Lauren, what's the name of your business? Peacefully be birth services. That's the plan. <laughs> to call this Beautiful. Like starting straight out, like I'm super new, but it, it's worked out well because, you know, all I have no littles in the house now. Everybody's in school and luckily my sister's pregnant. So that's my first client. <laughs> so okay. I get to be like doula and auntie like at the same time. Oh, um, cool. So I guess my my biggest questions, it was like two things. So one, do I come straight out the gate and like sign LLC, you know, articles of organization, like get all of that together or just kind of roll with it? Like I'm just going to, you know, word of mouth and then work with people and then get my money up and then officially go into like have the business side of that set up. Is there any hesitation to getting the LLC first? Um, I guess the only hesitation was like, you know, you had like, you see all these videos and stuff and somebody's like, well, if you're not making such as, if you're not a constant income of money, don't go through the process of being official, like with an LLC, I, you know, so it kind of made me go, well, crap, I want to do everything above board, but do I, you know what I mean? Do I not do it that way first? So I'm, I'm not a lawyer. Um, nor am I an accountant and nor do I have the perfect legal or tax advice. However, zooming out a little bit, I am a fan of setting myself up, building the structure for the version of the business that I'm going to have. 
Okay. The version of the business I'm building, like my business yeah. is going to be making money. So I might as well just do this LLC and check it off the list. The kids okay. are, oh yeah, that's a good point. So Alexis is here. She made a comment. There's the energetic component of being official as well, you know? Yeah. And so like a little bit of backstory to mine, I started my LLC in 2015 and I didn't even take my doula training until 2018. I had no clue oh, wow. what I was going to be doing. <laughs> I just knew I was like, I'm starting a business. I know that's what's coming. And I started yeah. my, and it really, it's not that expensive, you know, and it's a, it's a business yeah. investment. You pay the flat right. price. And then I think, you know, you have your annual, depending on what state you, what state do you live in? Virginia. So I don't know much about that, but I know like in Florida, you have your annual renewal thing for, you know, articles of incorporation. Mm -hmm. See, I'm not, I'm not a legal person, right? I <laughs> no, I totally hit. I would ask my husband that kind of thing, but it's a relatively low cost. But to me, it's like, okay, this is something I'm going to, I'm going to need. So the kids are at school. It's a weekday. It's what's today. Today's Wednesday. I could go tomorrow morning and just bam, right. get it done and move on. And, and when I got mine done, yeah. you know, I had a friend, you know what you could do too advice. So we had a guest speaker come into my, um, into my group a few months back and she's a lawyer and she spoke about, she shared this tip that law schools have people who are in law school have a certain number of hours that they're required to do, what do they call it? Clinic, legal clinic. And so mm -hmm. it's basically offering free legal services to the community. And so if there's a law school around you, check and see what their clinic hours are and go get free legal advice. Because okay. for something like this, it's, it's not like super complicated that they could probably give you some assistance with it and help you, especially when you're first getting started. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll definitely look into that. I like that. Cause I, and I like what I like what the lady commented. She said there is energy to it. Cause I I want that. You know I'm official. I'm doing this. Like I'm gonna and and that's why I wanted to do it LLC. Cause it was like it's not just doula services that I want to do. I want to be able to offer more. And since doula is the stair step for me to be a midwife, cause that's the goal. That's the end game. You know, kind of end goal there. It's like I want to make it an LLC so that it's an umbrella. It covers all those services that I would offer down mm -hmm. the road. So mm -hmm. Love I'm going to, I'll definitely look at that just to be sure. Cause I want it, I want to do it right. You know what I'm saying? I want it, I want it done right. Like yeah. decent. you're going to use it. <laughs> use yeah. It. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to use it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Okay. My next question, because it's like fresh out the gate, like using my phone number, like as it, the contact, the point of contact where I'm available 24 hours a day, you know, for my client, is there a way that I can do, I mean, do I have to go out and get another phone to do that? Or is there like different services or something that I can use where I can just use my phone, but calls or I have another number like forwarded? I think Google, <laughs> I think Google offers a phone line that you can connect. I think it's Google line. I haven't used it because I don't use my personal phone number because I don't do in-person births anymore. But you can also like when I did, I used my personal number once we were working together. You know, okay. I shared my private number once we were working together, if we were under contract and if I was going to be on call from a certain time, I would star them as a favorite in my phone so that even if my phone okay. was silenced, that their calls would come through. But depending on the type of container, like with a lot of my clients too, I use Boxer. It's an app. It's like a walkie talkie app. And I use that to kind of separate the conversation from my personal text messages and phone calls. Okay. And it's a free it's app. Okay. Yeah, it's free depending on what level you use. But to start out, you don't need the paid version. You can use the free version. Okay. Definitely. I'm going to look all of that. <laughs> That's really my main thing. I listened to your podcast today. So I kind of wrote down like 
oh, inventory, <laughs> my pros and cons. And I was like, I'm going to go through my, you know, kind of talk it out for myself. But um, those were my main thing because, you know, straight out the gate over here. So, so the big vision, fresh. like the big goal is to be a midwife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. You know, when you know how you're a kid, like, oh, I want to be a doctor when I grow up. And then you get a little older and you realize, oh, I want to work with women and that'll be more specific. And then it became, I want to be a nurse midwife. Like that was the thing. So I did, I went to school for nursing and then like a whole thing happened, had to have surgery, came home, you know, didn't have, didn't finish out school. And so I kind of almost was like, oh man, that dream is dead. Like maybe I need to get a new dream. So I, you know, I was trying other things. And then I like stumbled upon like learning about what a doula was. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, I like that. Let me look into it. And then I don't even know how I found it. I can't even remember it now. But somebody was talking about like direct entry midwives. Mm-hmm. And the step to be a direct entry midwife was doula around. I'm like, I could become a, a midwife and deliver babies, which was always the end goal in shorter time, you know, than going to school to become like a nurse and then a nurse, you know what I mean? Like, well, OBGYN was the first. So I'm like, I could do this in three years, four years, maybe, where instead of 11, you know what I mean? And you had that fear of like, oh, I'm too old to, I missed out on the years to get it done. But now I'm going, I'm I'm still young. I'm still a baby. (laughs) Like, I'm still young. I can still do this, you know? And so that's why, you know, the dream is still there. It's like, it never went away. And so I want to go for it. You know what I mean? You are pushed. Yeah, I'm going for it. I'm going to push. I'm going to do it. <laughs> you are. You already are. I mean, you're already yeah. on path. You've already decided. And too old. Like, no. I know. I know. We Sometimes we get so caught up in our heads. And it's like, you know, I, I'm only 38. Like, dog, I still have time. <laughs> I got okay. it. I still got time. So I'm going to share this with you because I've been thinking a lot about it. You know, I'm 39 and I'm going to be 40 in May. And I have been reading, it's all, it's all over the internet that like there's studies that say that when women turn 40, they're suddenly like invisible and they're not important. And then they're just not seen anymore. They get brushed aside once they reach 40. And I'm like, I call BS because I refuse to disappear when I turn 40. You are going to see so much more of me and not just me. Like we are going to be doing that. All of us are going to be doing that because who, who said that? Who said when you turn 40? that you're yeah. no longer visible. Like, who decided? Exactly. And it's so silly. We we get so caught up with, like, some type of, I don't know, status quo or some type of... And it's like, that is so not true. We're still babies in the grand scheme of things. You know what I mean? We're like, we're, we're just getting there, you know? So it's like, no, I have time. I can still do this. Yeah. I can do it, you know? And, really, and, you know, and, show, I, my, and show my kids, like, look at your mom. Right. <laughs> she could do it. You could do it. Too. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean? What a gift to them, you know, to watch you follow your dream because now they are going to be imprinted with that, that like, oh, I get to follow my dream too. I get to do that yes. too. And something I was thinking about that I wanted to share with you that I have seen to be true and experienced for myself and for a lot of my clients, sometimes these setbacks, you know, things that happen in our lives that feel like, like you said, you know, you got sick and you had surgery and it just felt like, you know, felt like you were losing the dream. And I think a lot of us have had experiences, different experiences, but the setbacks, you know, things that feel like mm-hmm. they're derailing us. And what I've learned is mm-hmm. that those were experiences that the person I became while I was walking through that experience mm-hmm. and the things I learned, I really kind of needed for the next steps. 
for the next version. For sure. And if I would have got what I wanted five years ago, I would not have been able to handle it. Yeah. I wasn't ready, you know? And I think there's, you know, I believe that there's a being bigger than me, higher than me, maybe not higher, like hierarchy, but there's something bigger than me that knew, you know, that knew that like, that's cute, baby. You just weren't ready. Right. Like You're not ready yet. Yeah. yeah. It's not your time. And that's what I, I, I 100% agree and wholeheartedly believe that. Because like I said, like the fact that first crying out the gate is my baby sister, you know, and this is her first baby. And I get to be not only a comfort for her, but I also get to exercise my doula, you know, use my doula skills that I learned in training yeah. for her. And, and it's like one of those, you know, like the bad pancake, you get some kind of whatever missteps you might make with the client. Yeah. It's my sister. So I kind of get to go, oh, okay, I won't do that with like other yeah. clients, you know, but yeah, but in a sense, like this gives me kind of go into it without the stress of starting out fresh with like a stranger. Like I get to, I get to start this way. So it makes me feel even more confident. Like, yeah, this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is the time. And I'm happy about that. Like I'm full on, I'm, you know, going for it. So I'm excited. I know I'm in like the right place, right time, right season. So I'm good. You know, I do think I just want to make sure I do it right. Yeah, Yeah. I I really do. I really do think it's going to build your confidence. Something you could do too, um, just an idea if you're, if you're up for it, if your sister's up for it, you could keep record of the kind of thing she asks because sometimes we forget what, you know, it's been a while since I've been pregnant. Right. So I might forget the kind right. of thing that come up. So you could have like a little journal or a log where you just kind of keep track of her questions because later when you're creating content or you're creating a program or a course or anything, who knows, you might mm-hmm. go back to that list and be like, Oh, that's the kind of thing that people are thinking about right now. Those are the questions they have yeah. at 26 weeks at 30 weeks. And then depending on how open she is, you could create content with her you know, that you can use your business later if she wants, if you want to take pictures together, you know, if you supporting her or a video clip, you know, if you wanted to make something with her, you could use on your website or whatever, like that could be really cool too. You have your sister's pregnant, like the perfect situation. So maybe she's open to it. I'll definitely, I'll, I'll talk with her about it for sure. Cause I think that it, I have like during our sessions, you know, I'll ask your questions like, how are you doing physically? How are you doing mentally? just to kind of, and I do write down like, okay, she's at this stage, just so that I know what I'm stepping into, especially for the start of our meeting, but also the things that she may be thinking about or going over, over the net, you know, between the time I see her again, you know, for a doula meeting, it gives me a chance to research, read up on anything that if I don't know it straight off the back, let me look this up so I can come to our next meeting well-informed. You know, so I have been doing that, but I will definitely make a note of any questions she asks for me. You know, mm-hmm. I do like that. I'll yeah, that could become like your that. content gold. That could become your content gold list. And you might not know yet what you're going to use it for. But one day down the road, like, oh, I need to talk about. And then you go back to your content. This gold. thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like, you know, what are the questions? Because that's kind of reading what other people said. You can use their language so they hear you. You know, because the way you talk about something might be very different, right? So like a lot of birth workers, for example, will use very birth specific jargon and talk about mm-hmm. like, 
I don't even remember the language. I don't even remember the phrase, but you know, when the baby is an <laughs> occupant, uh, left occupant anterior, you know, all these positions. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And your average pregnant person is like, I see, I don't even remember. I don't know what they mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> so a lot of birth professionals, you know, you know, the language. And so you tend to use the appropriate language, which is a beautiful thing. And also sometimes we don't know what you're talking about. So it can right. be a helpful reminder. Cause once you get so far, once you're a midwife, you might have to be like, wait, what are your average yeah. person who's me, just pregnant for yeah, the first time? Yeah, let me time? Some layman's terms. Yeah, like how do I make it so that you understand exactly what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you can I use like both. That. You can use your, you know, your your technical language and mm-hmm. insert, you know, people's language and how they might describe it. You know, so mm-hmm. that, because it's not necessarily like we have to, you know, dumb down our stuff. It's, I don't think that's it at no. all. People are intelligent, but they just might not know the phrases. They might they not, may not ever, know. Exactly. You know, and you can share the phrase and the kind of, you know, your average way you would describe it. You could say like, okay, what I'm trying to say is this is the best position for your baby to be in. Yes. Yes, exactly. You know, that's exactly. the goal. Yeah. That way they're learning and they understand they can relate to it even better. They understand it, but they're also going, Oh, that's what it means. You know, <laughs> when yeah. the baby's doing this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And sure. so I, I for think, sure. um, for homework, of course, I'm like, I'm going to give you homework, but for homework, I would say as soon as you can get into the legal office hours, you know, the legal clinics, if there is one or anywhere else to go ahead and get the LLC, I would go ahead and just get mm-hmm. it. And then file for, I think usually what you have to do is file for a tax ID number with your state. Mm-hmm. The EIN. Yeah. So get your EIN and then go to the bank, open a bank account and look at the bank account. It's like, this is, I'm opening up, I'm opening up the path to receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like your bank account. You can have yeah, felt funny to say this at first, but I guess it's the word that I'm thinking is portal. So your bank account is going to be like your little portal for allowing to come in. Okay. I'm official. Yeah. Opening yeah. it an energetic match. This is the portal and now it's open and available for more to come in. Yeah. And open okay. your bank account and take the steps. Keep it going. Yeah. I like that. Yay. Oh, well, you know what too, I was going to tell you, I think you would like, you didn't ask, but I'm going to suggest it. I have a program that I recorded a couple weeks ago called rebirth codes okay. and it's donation based still. So I highly recommend, I think you'll really, really like it and you can donate. There's a link. I'll send it to you privately. I'll send you the link to join it. And then you can donate however much you feel like donating, not to me, but to Jenny Joseph. Are you familiar with her? I don't know Jenny Joseph. No. Her link is on the page. You can go straight to her page. You can donate five bucks or whatever you feel like, and then just come back and sign up and you'll automatically get an email with invitation information to watch the replays. And I think you'll really, really like it. Okay. I'll definitely look that up. Yeah. as we get off here. Awesome. Thank, well, thank you. you so much. I appreciate thank it. You. This was fun. It was good to meet you. It's good meeting you. Right. Well, have thank a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found value in what I'm sharing here. And if you did, can you do me a little favor and go and rate and review this episode? I will share a link in the show notes so that it's really easy to rate and review this podcast. It would mean a lot to me as this is truly a passion project. Have a beautiful day and I will see you next week.